Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's happening, everybody? It's Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily once again, right here on Wrestle 2. I am joined, as you can see, by the lovely Steph Chase, uh, here to review all of the things Wednesday Night Wars. Uh, this, of course, is our Thursday edition. We had SB3 yesterday, which you can get back on YouTube or podcast. And tomorrow, Louis will be back in the hot seat that he was in on Tuesday. But I digress because I'm here with Steph. How are you, Steph? I'm great. It's Thursday. I'm happy. It was another great night of Wednesday wrestling. I just want to point out I'm not wearing real fur. Um, in case anyone's offended, I borrowed this from WWF New Generation star The Berserker. Um, wow. It's very, you know, fitting for winter. I feel like you should have said this isn't shoot fur. I would have preferred that. <laughs> Don't shoot me. It's not. <laughs> there you have it. Right. Okay. Virtual red paint at me or anything like that, please. If if anyone uh, is not aware, by the way, Steph, uh, Steph has been uh, killing it this week. Very busy, right, with the interview front. Um, yeah. Even asking Cody the pressing questions. I'll get into that in a minute. But um, yeah, can I can I plug my own YouTube? <laughs> please. That that's yeah. it. This is where I'm leading. Do you see? This is I'm a host. That's what I do, Steph. Uh, I didn't know. Could, the BBC where I couldn't promote products, you know. <laughs> well, I think I am like talk sports Alex McCarthy. Like I, I'm like a walking cross promotion. So um <laughs> feel free to let us know, man. Good brothers, um, FDR, yeah. you've been busy. Good brothers just went up about an hour ago on my YouTube, Stephanie Chase Wrestling and FTR as well. And also keep an eye on it because I think people are really gonna like. Ooh, the tease. Uh, I like it. I like it. I had um <laughs> I had FDR today as well, which you will be able to find on Inside the Ropes before Full Gear. And obviously, I'll write that up for TalkSport tomorrow. Uh, I had Danny Birch earlier this week, who was actually quite an interesting character to talk to. Um, But I think that's a wrap for me. I'll be around for the uh, Full Gear post-show, which I assume Steph will be as well. But speaking of AEW and their press conferences, uh, Cody had one earlier today. You'll find... um, the best bits on that all over Twitter. Everyone does that now, the best bits. Um, but Steph, you asked a very good question in regards to the UK TV deal. Of course, a few weeks ago, we all had that uh, Cody had put the stats out on Twitter of how AEW had performed in the UK. And although, um, you know, they did some comparative work with WWE that maybe wasn't completely uh, representative, I think is the word, not accurate, because you know, it is, but 
they obviously had WWE's kind of cable show versus their free-to-air show in the numbers. But either way, they were impressive numbers for a maiden year of a TV show. And Steph, you picked Cody's brain a little bit about it. Yeah, I did. I asked him if the numbers had made ITV want to increase the presence of AW in the UK because although they're on ITV, I think we can all agree the time slot isn't the best. And yeah. And it's not live either. And what's interesting to me is like how many people are are watching on fight if the ITV numbers are, are that good because most of my friends and um, you know myself are watching on fight because we want to watch it live. So he said that yes, there have been discussions with ITV about increasing the UK presence, which sounds very promising. And um, we know we all know that the plans for any show over here in 2020 was sadly scrapped. But he said as soon as the gates open, as soon as it's possible, he's coming to the UK, not just for one show. And he said that he believes you haven't wrestled and you're not a wrestler if you haven't wrestled in front of a UK crowd. And I can agree with Cody's hot take. <laughs> There's the fan early doors. Um, <laughs> no, I, I agree with Cody too. And he's he's shown a lot of UK uh, love for the UK from the start. Tony Khan told me after double or nothing, I think, that they intended to do Fighter Fest over here mm-hmm. in the UK. And of course, that didn't come to pass because of COVID. Um, you know, we FTR and Young Bucks is on Saturday, and we've just mentioned that Steph and I have spoke to him this week. So has Nugget. It's worth mentioning. Get out of the comments, man, on the on our channel. Get no, your own. It's not your day. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Stop trying to take the shine, man. Uh, and also, Elliot Fletcher says, why is Terry Reynolds in the stream instead of Stephanie? Hey, if you want to see me as Terry Reynolds, go to Instagram, Stephanie M. Cheers. I dressed up as her last year for Halloween. See, it's almost like I knew you would say that, Steph. Almost. Thank you for letting me bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, just before we get stuck into things, guys, a little bit of business. Of course, we love your super chats. They've been absolutely on fire this week with the hot takes. And now we've got the hot take queen on the show. What better time than to um, send us your hot takes? Any amount we will read and discuss on this stream. So please do. Um I love, I love it when you guys come in with those fire takes. Uh, and also, again, if you want to catch up with this show and any that you have missed, wherever Steph's your favourite co-host, whether it's Louis ooh, or SB3. Yay! If it, yeah, yeah. Woo, uh, yeah. Uh, if it's any of those three, you can catch up, of course, on podcast, Apple, Spotify, Acast, all of that good stuff. And you know, I like it when you're all good eggs. That's my equivalent of the fan, Steph. Um, so there you have it, right? Uh, let's move on to some business then, because that's the reason we have Steph, right? She is the Wednesday night pro, the Wednesday night connoisseur. So let's get into some business because AEW went for it again with the go home show to full gear. Um, I will digress for in further detail when we talk about NXT, the differences between the shows. But what I will say to begin with, I thought it was another good dynamite uh had some great moments in it now let's talk about the results to begin with okay so we know that there are some great segments in there with mox and kingston and that is underselling it by the way because it was really really great but we will come back to that results wise we had uh mjf and warlow they they kicked things off against sammy and ortiz in the ring and the interesting thing about that was obviously the fact that MJF got the win, Steph. But the after the match theatrics, do you think that added a lot to the levity going into the weekend of MJF and Jericho, which 
when you look at the full gear card, because it is so stacked, that is perhaps maybe the most intriguing in terms of um, where the story will lead after. Yeah, I thought I was very surprised by MJF attacking Jericho because the way this whole thing has played is that, you know, it, they're friendly, but they're going to have this match. And then obviously Jericho at the beginning of the show told MJF that he couldn't, you know, be like mean enough to um to to beat him and do whatever it takes. And then MJF showed that he could. So that actually adds a big level of intrigue to the match because now we know that MJF is definitely not going to go easy on Jericho. There could be some dirty tactics, but I could not believe that MJF attacked Jericho when he was wearing that lovely pink suit that I hope no harm came to. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's take that. That, that. that should take precedence without a doubt. Um, I loved that after MJF attacked Jericho, Jericho smiled. He liked it. Yeah. He liked what he saw in MJF. Yeah. Um, that Sorry, I was going to say, he knows that if he gets in the inner circle, he'll be a good fit because now he knows he's got that streak in him. Mm. And and that is some great subtle storytelling, I think, Mm -hmm. right there. Um, And I I just think Jericho and MJF have played it really well to this point, but that was kind of the extra edge. And the thing I like about this developing MJF character, who I've been a big fan of from the jump, to be honest, but even at the last, you know, the pay-per-view of Moxley, he showed that extra grit, you know, like it was almost like, and I've said this before with WWE superstars, Moxley, although you could argue a much greater worker, is like the Foley. He will bring out that extra edge to characters. Yeah. And I feel and like MJF, MJF needed that. MJF is kind of like the young Randy Orton. Like the yeah. young kind of, he's privileged. He's a smart, clean cut guy that needs to show that he's got yeah that edge and he can be um, a brutal fighter when he needs to be. And yeah, MJF is bringing that out. Now, elsewhere in the results, we had Miro over Trent uh, and Nyla Rose over Red Velvet in a bit of a squash just to basically proceed things along. Um, Anything or any takeaways from those, Steph? It seems like Miro is kind of um, just just keeping his momentum going, really. Yeah, um, it does. He's kind of... When are Kip and Penelope getting married? (laughs) (laughs) It's been put on the back burner now for some obscure reason. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, Miro, it's it's hard to know what to say about Miro um, at this point in AEW because he has been stuck in this odd feud over a video game console. Um, <laughs> and we're not getting to see much of him. You know, he's not got a pay-per-view match. This happened on Dynamite. I guess we'll see where it goes. I think the thing with Miro is... Obviously, AEW have picked him up because of the immense talent that he does hold. Um, but at the end of the day, they can't, they've mapped out a lot of their stories in advance. Mm-hmm. So it's very hard to like crowbar him in. I, I mean, I still think you could find a spot if you can find one for Orange Cassidy and John Silver. I, know, I mean, I like both of those guys, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you could make a spot. Um, yeah, I mean, it is I, what it is. I think it's a case of like they have so many great wrestlers. They're so. They're not well. I don't want to say they're top heavy because it is spread out all over the card. But you know they've got such great talent. But then when someone like Miro becomes a free agent, you kind of have to take him. Yeah, you do. Him, and you're maybe just not sure where to place him. And now we've we've ended up where we are with with Miro so far. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think it'll be 
if something develops over time. Uh, and in the main event, which was a little weird placing for me, but Cody and the the guns uh, per se defeated Dark Order, and um, that was kind of at the end of the show. Cody was addressing Darby Allen. Um, you know, of course, they are going to meet for the TNT title this weekend. And I mean, like I said, I I, I would have thought Mox and Kingston, the, how strong that promo was, that might have been your show closer. Um, if there had been a moment for that, I don't know. But then the return of Cody Rhodes, which is important to mention because he has that name now. Um, but the thing is, he's saying that he's not actually going to revert to that as an in-ring name. He's going to use it for third-party ventures. Um, but I am happy because he took, you know, he obviously battled for it for such a long time from WWE. And there seems to be a deal made there where he's relinquished something WWE have. It's worked out for the best, hasn't it, Steph? Yeah, I'm really happy for him um, because, you know, he always should have been allowed to use his dad's name. Um, yes. Such a... Like so much of Cody is the actual real life story of him and that emotion that he makes you feel because you know all about his dad and his legacy and you know everything. And it's great that he can have that name back. I'm not sure I 100% believe he's never going to go Cody Rhodes in ring again. But Me either. The, uh, yeah, but the option is there. He'll get his side card with Cody Rhodes on it. They're going to see... Um, Cody Rhodes come up in the credits of uh, Stephen Amell TV shows soon, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> good for him. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am happy for him. And, and I personally would like to see him don the Rhodes name in the ring. Um, I just think there's a logical story there. I've seen people speculate that he'll do the whole, oh, Cody doesn't get a title shot again, but Cody Rhodes. <laughs> um, I don't know if they do that. I, I, yeah, I don't Oh, because I've I have been thinking about some way that he will get a title shot sometime in the near future, even a couple of years down the line. And I've always thought it's going to be he'll be engaged in some sort of feud where he won't want to fight the other person or something like that. And then they will say, you know, if you have this match, I will give you a title shot and we can end that stipulation because that that will have to end in a few years or even like I, I think um, pr I've said this before prior to COVID, I think he was the hottest baby face in wrestling yeah. and he could easily be so again. So it'd be a waste to not have that in your title picture, but there you go. I mean, overall um, before we, we wind down on AEW, they obviously had a few segments, uh, multiple packs. <laughs> um, he's not alone. There's several of them. Apparently. What did you, yeah. What, what did you make of um, packs promo? Oh, it was really good. It was great to see Pac on TV again. He's a very intense man, especially when there's so many of them. Um, it was really, <laughs> really well shot um, promo done by Beyond Gorilla, who um, does great work shooting um, indie wrestling all over the country. And I, I really enjoyed it. I liked seeing Pac back. If only we can just actually physically get him back. But yeah, it was great. I am desperate to see him again. Um, and, I, you know, we know that it's possible to get people over to the States with Pete Dunne. And Anthony Agogo has been over there too. You've seen him um, commentate on Dark. So, yeah, let's, let's hope that Pac will get there soon. And uh, finally, we had um, – well, actually, not finally, because we haven't actually talked about Kingston and Moxley yet. But Hangman Page had a bit of an interview as well, um, which followed on from – uh, Kenny had a, had a good one as well, which apparently took several takes with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Schiavone. Um, what, what did you make of, of that final build for, for Omega and Hangman? Because for me, 
I'm like, there's two or three matches that I'm really excited about, but I can't help but feel like Omega and Page is the is the money. Like, I feel like Omega takes the title from Moxley at some point, and Hangman eventually gets it from Omega. That's my hope. Um, what do you think? Well, Alex, I think you buried the lead there because the best thing was the music video. <laughs> <laughs> like, as you can probably imagine, I'm a bit of an 80s hair metal queen. So Cinderella on AW Dynamite, as Cody said, he's as Tony Khan said, he's got that 50 plus demo now. <laughs> <laughs> Locked. Yeah. That's how you get them. That was an amazing video package, not just the song, but this feud is one that I think fans have the most emotional investment in. And it, it nearly brought a tear to my eye, <laughs> that music video. And I'm so excited for this match. Uh, I just, it's amazing how Kenny has just um, come in to this heel character so quickly that when you put him against Hangman Page, who is so sympathetic sitting there with his drinks and uh, Jericho called him a lush of commentary and I felt really bad for him. And <laughs> I'm just, I'm very invested in Hangman Page and Kenny. They, um, and this is a big opportunity for Hangman Page because he had the opportunity against Jericho for the first ever championship. It didn't work out. He then went in a tag team. He's grown so much because I think what he was missing when he faced Jericho was real. He had a crowd connection, but he needed a really fully developed character. And who knew that being an alcoholic would give him that character? But it has. And now we're all behind him. Who knew being an alcoholic was money? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And also to finish then. Kingston and Moxley, I personally loved how, like, the intensity, um, the way that they made it so that they couldn't just beat each other down when they were talking and stuff, but yet they were, like, right there. Um, and, uh, you know, saying something about someone's mum is usually a button push-up, but um, it wasn't corny. Like, they, the way they did it was kind of um, – I, I could feel, like, the heat, which is what you want. And it was – for a go-home match – um, segment, sorry, leading into the match. I, I now I feel like I'm ready to get like a proper hardcore born, born barnstormer this Sunday, uh, Saturday. I have a lot to say about this promo. This was amazing. This was what a wrestling promo should be. This is what I want wrestling promos to be. It was so real. And if you know anything about Eddie Kingston, if you even listen to him on Talk is Jericho a couple months ago, you know, mm. when uh, the whole thing about his mom, like, this is why you don't have a daughter-in-law. This is why you don't have grandkids. I mean, he's explained, all, like, Kingston is so real and he uses his real life and brings it into wrestling in a way that is just genuine and never parody and never comedy. It's amazing. And what I love about Moxie and Kingston, the way I see them is is almost like they're like two punk singers, but Kingston's the punk singer that never sold out, that's still completely genuine. And Moxley is the one who did, he took that record deal and then he realized, no, that's not for me. And he's back trying to prove that he is just as hardcore. He is just as punk. He's just on the edge as Eddie Kingston, and these two together, it's just magical. I love it so much. I can't wait. And I want Kingston to win. Yeah, so do I. I mean, I, I just, 
I, I, I just want to see great things happen for Eddie Kingston. Like, I think if it was me booking, I would put the title on Kingston and say to Moxley, you go um, defend your New Japan US title and, you know, we'll see you in a few weeks. But give Kingston this gold watch moment in wrestling. Put the mm. belt on him. Everyone will love it. No one's going to complain. And whoever wins between Omega and Paige, probably Omega, can just take it off him quickly if you want. But mm. I would give Kenny Eddie that moment. Because that's the thing. I don't think um, every title reign has to be like super long. Like even Mick Foley, I think he had three reigns for a combined total of like three or four weeks. Like yeah. it, it, it's as long as it moves things along nicely. And like you said, it would be a great moment the same way Mick Foley had great moments when he won the belt. So um don't know why Mick Foley's kind of the <laughs> my go-to uh, reference tonight, but there you go. He's got a lot about him, all right? Um, so, yeah, overall, Steph, we're saying another great dynamite, right? It was. It, I felt yeah. like it was a show that flowed and had great moments. Mm-hmm. It was the perfect go-home show. We are now more excited for every single match on the card, and that's exactly what should happen. That's the goal. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, we've got a couple of super chats in the chamber. Um, I suppose we'll do uh, the Alpha Luchador first because that actually has more reference to AEW. So, number one, there's no case for Cody going on last with Gun Club versus middle tier Dark Order members rather than a segment involving Omega Page and FTR Bucks. Even though you didn't pay for the second one, I'm going to let you have it anyway. Um, number two, he's not even following the booking standards. He says he has. He, he's like Charlotte Flair, where she in charge and not as good. Oh, I mean, you half had me until that second statement, man. What's, what's Charlotte Flair ever done? She doesn't book her own stuff, man. You can't say that. Um, 
listen, uh, <clears throat> that's that's no, I'm not with that. Listen, the uh, the first part of this, uh, FTR, and I'm sure they've said the similar things to you, Steph, have said that they would have liked more time mm-hmm. to dedicate it to their story. Okay, so I, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have mind that either. I, there's nothing wrong with Cody. You know, he's one of their biggest stars having that last m- moment. But I I do feel that there was more pressing matches to do that and you could have moved them around in the card. Um, but as far as following booking standards go, come on. Uh, what do you think, Steph? Um, I'm going to defend Cody. When it comes to following booking standards, like the man's taking himself out of the world title pictures. <laughs> <laughs> come on. Um, I think I would not have put it on last if I was putting together my Dynamite card. However, it was more than just a match. It was about the ending because he did kind of give us more build up with that Darby Allen feud because that's there's not really a reason for this match. So him coming out and saying like Darby says that TNT don't want him to be champion. Well, I'm the one that helped him. They would love him to be champion. That kind of brought that extra edge onto that feud. And also when you talk about booking standards, it was young Austin Gunn who got the win. Got the W. How how more generous can Cody be than to give a young lad the victory there on the final match of the go-home show for the pay-per-view? Yeah, in summary, um, Alpha Luchador, um, I I mostly agree with your first point, but I don't with the second point. So there you have it. and also George Yamin, who is uh, he's, he's he's great with these super chats every episode. We appreciate you, George. Thank you, man. Uh, unpopular opinion: greatest Iron Man match of all time is Judgment Day 2000. Now I've got a little story, a very brief one on this. When I interviewed Triple H, he said that that was meant to be the main event of WrestleMania that year, 2000. It was. Um, it was a program for him and The Rock. It was meant to culminate there, but. As we know, things got convoluted. Uh, they um, l- l- late in the day shoehorned Mick Foley because of the reaction he'd gotten during his feud with Triple H, and then Big Show was pumped in there too. And we had the four McMahons in all the corners and blah blah blah. You know the rest, right? Yeah. Um, but then, yes, this was a great match at Judgment Day, and it was different because it had the return of the Undertaker. We had Shawn Michaels as the special guest ref, who was like, "Is he partisan? Is he not?" So I, d- I do think it's one of the greats. Um, the greatest? I don't know. But the point is, is, it was meant to be on the same sort of stage and footing as, you know, Sean and Brett with a, a WrestleMania platform, um, which is an interesting story if you didn't know that. Uh, Steph, where do you find this in your list of Iron Mans? Well, I've never sat down and compiled a list of my favourite Iron Man matches. <laughs> you, don't, you mean you don't have it offhand? <laughs> uh, however unpopular opinion from uh, from people i know i love the brett and sean iron man match so much well that's one of the first um wwf vhs's i ever got so i watched it obsessively because it was an hour long so it's just an hour of watching sean michaels i would just Mm. like watch it on loop so that's top of my list (laughs) yeah I, mm, i i thought lesnar and angle had a great one on smackdown and uh i thought uh, is it Cena and Michaels had one in London, I want to say, in like 07 or something. So like there, there are loads of good examples. And we could even extend this even further if we're going to count the women in it as two. Because um, I know it's Iron Man, but 
didn't they call banks and women yeah they 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 call them iron man as well though don't they for the women so um you know banks and bailey are in that discussion too there's a lot there's a lot uh i do think it is one of the greats though that i will give you george Uh, and i even if i didn't think that i love the rock so i would say that (laughs) but uh let's do a little bit of news then since this is the wrestling daily and we haven't touched on uh too much news yet we have talked about aw's uk tv deal let me tell you something in terms of excitement, a Stone Cold Steve Austin documentary with the makers of The Last Dance is ridiculously exciting to me. Now, obviously, I love The Last Dance being a basketball fan anyway. Um, but that production value, coupled with the story of Steve Austin, is just it's got to be magic, Steph, surely. Yeah, when I first heard the sentence Steve Austin documentary, I was not excited because I thought... WWE documentary but then when it was from the creators of The Last Dance this is going to be really epic and they you know they got so much publicity and people watching that documentary people that don't even like basketball like myself imagine people that don't even like wrestling watching a documentary on Steve Austin like they could if they can do a good enough job I think that it will really show people you know, what wrestling's about, why people like us love wrestling. Um, and I wonder, will they include, will it be a no-holes-barred look at Steve Austin? I'm, I'm hoping it will because the last dance kind of weren't always that favourable with Michael Jordan, even though he, no. was, he was producing it as well, wasn't he? Like So if they can do something that's really honest and really gripping, and I, there's not that much we know about Austin's personal life. Like, I know he's, you know, written books and everything, but... And there's some kind of instances that, that stand out, like the, you know, when he had um, a panic attack and ended up in, in the hospital um, and, and also like his kind of early romantic stuff, you know, when he was with Yeah, the, the Deborah marriage did not end well. Well, I was going back to like his whole Jeannie uh, Clark situation. Yeah. Like, you know what happened there. But he, he's an interesting man and it's going to be good, I think. See, uh, one of the things that we know, Austin has done a documentary of WWE, but it's like it's like a WWE documentary, right? So it's kind of just chronicling the matches and the milestones of his career. But the thing about the Laugh Dance that was amazing is it kind of got into Michael Jordan's psyche. And he is, in my opinion, and many others, the greatest basketball player that's ever lived. And you could say that Austin is... And I'm picking my words carefully because what you define as the greatest ever is, but he's probably the most successful, right? He was on top at the hottest time. So you could say, you could say he's the greatest in that regard. He's led the ship at the hottest time. Right. Um, So uh, it was very, very interesting to get in, you know, in depth with him personally. And, you know, the other thing about the last time had like 90 interviews and sometimes people weren't very favorable the way they talked about Jordan could be the same for Austin. You know, you get the rock and people like that on there talking in depth about the stuff they did. Me, I will jump into why he left in 2002 because they did that in a very WWE way in that documentary too. You know, you could really explore this from multiple vantage points that could really explain it. So um, it's meant to be, you know, Netflix bound till 2021, I think, as little Lillian Garcia told Chris Van Fleet. So, yeah, very, very interesting. Credit for Austin or the Vince documentary? Sorry, say that again. When they planned? 
No, what what excites you more? Oh, okay. Um, or Austin? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, la, 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 la. I would say Vince because he's there's more of a myth about Vince, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, do I trust that it's going to be that's the to- totally candid? Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. It's very hard to say. But if if they do really dive deep into Vince and they get like multiple perspectives and people who aren't afraid to say that. Um, then it could be amazing. Like I started doing a Vince McMahon feature um, where I interviewed people and I spoke about what they, you know, what it was like. Vince McMahon, the character versus Vince McMahon, the yeah. man. And um, I have a few. I think I had Kofi Kingston, Moxley, which is a good one. Uh, Eric Bischoff, I think. I had a few, like, but really you want to get like a whole landscape, like even like, a, you know, I don't know, like a cornet or someone like, you know, I wouldn't usually want to, but, you know, he could provide good context there or Jim Ross and, you know, but there's lots of people that you, I reach out to that then like they might end up working for WWE again or they don't want to say anything. And it's like, it's very, very hard because he's like the godfather of wrestling to get anyone to really tell you straight unless they have nothing to lose. So yeah, I've found, <laughs> yeah. I found in my personal experience it's very hard. Um, we have a couple of more super chats here. Matthew McCoskey, uh, I believe this is your first time super chat. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank you very much. I'm truly hoping for after Moxley wins in the main event that we get a repeat of Moxley stalking Omega, but this time it's Omega stalking Moxley. Take my money, Matthew. Um, I've I would uh, listen. I, I said this earlier. I want Moxley Omega. I feel like that's the way to go. Um, I think Omega has to win Sunday, Saturday. I keep saying Sunday because it is Sunday for us. So forgive forgive me, everyone. It's 1 a.m. Sunday for us in the UK. Um, so I keep – I do want that to be the case because I feel like Handman's journey has a bit more layers to go yet, and I feel like overcoming Omega eventually is the narrative. Um, and, of course, Omega and Moxley have history too. So that seems to be the way to go, Steph, right? Yeah, I would absolutely take that out. As the ending, if my Eddie Kingston far fetched dream does not happen, <laughs> how far fetched is it though? Oh, you never know. You never know. Tony Khan is such a proper wrestling fan that I could see him put that belt on Kingston. Yeah, to swerve, to swerve us all. Um, Matty, the hot Scott, I am buzzing for full gear. I'm with you, Matty, man. MJ Jericho, FCR Young Bucks. And then you've got Hangman, Omega, Kingston, Moxley. That's legitimately like four enormous matches. And that's before you know that Cody and Derby is going to be good, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, for me, man, has all the potential to be pay-per-view of the year. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I know some people were divided in their last pay-per-view, so they're going to be going out there to prove that, yeah, this is going to be great. And, uh, oh, no, actually, speak. you know, I said earlier he didn't pay for the second one. He did! He came back. He came back with another one, the Alpha Luchador El Mati. Um, I won't attempt that again. He, yeah. So anyway, we we've addressed this, my friend. But thank you. We would we will show this in we its second form. <laughs> Say that again. I was just saying we appreciate, even if we don't agree. Yes, there you go. Your opinion is always welcome here on the Wrestling Daily. Uh, moving forward in a little bit of news, I feel like before we do that, should we get our first hot take and then jump into NXT? Yes. Well, we have a hot take here from Louis Dangor. 
jealous co-host, some have called him, not me, but some have called him. I've heard it. Here he is. All right, guys. I know I'm not on the show today, but I just had to send in my hot take for you guys to view, especially with Stephanie on the show, because I don't think this one is going to sit well with her. So for me, Cody versus Dustin was a great match, but it's not the five-star classic that everyone's making it out to be. It was really good. There was some good emotion, but there are matches this year, Sasha Banks and Bailey, for example, and in years previous, like Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, that I think were considerably better and haven't got that five-star acclaim that, uh, um, I'm about to call him Goldust, Dustin Rhodes and Cody have got. So for me, that match was overrated, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I do have someone that agrees with me. So, Harvey, Buck, if you think Cody versus Dustin was a five-star match. See? Mute him. Mute him forever. Listen, <laughs> that opinion stinks. Um, <laughs> Steph, before I cut this man down, please come in with your fan and tell him the million reasons why he's wrong. Firstly, like, what the heck is he talking about? He's actually like... <laughs> He's acting like someone decreed that it's the greatest match of all time. You mm. know? Like to have that, you know, strong thought. Like, I'm sorry, Louie, that your favorite little matches didn't get as much acclaim as Cody and Dustin. But, you know, Cody and Dustin, it's not just a great wrestling match. It was a great story. It had everything. And if you want to go five stars on Cody and Dustin, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna argue with you. And I I I really want to look into what's happening with his um little fairy four-legged friend there because I, I feel like he was trying to bark and Louis was stopping him. Suppressed it, yeah. Yeah, it's just wrong. Louis, I don't know what you're doing in your bedroom during lockdown. Okay, is a hell of a drug. <laughs> My advice to you is to either go on Grapple app or Cage Match and just five-star rate your favourite matches so they get all the claim, or start a letter-writing campaign to Dave Meltzer. The one thing I didn't understand about Louis' hot take was that he said that... <laughs> he, he said that The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels didn't get the... People talk about that as the greatest match ever. What do you mean? I'm now convinced that Louis just sits with his dog and talks about wrestling to him. So he's like, oh, what about Undertaker Shawn Michaels? And he's not getting the proper responses. So he just thinks like the world doesn't think that's a great match. So Louis, go outside and get some friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just you can't use that as the reference. Like, you know, people aren't even saying Shawn <laughs> Michaels and Undertaker is good. Yes, they are. A lot of people are saying that's good. Like... Listen, um, and I feel like he put his dog in there at the end because he knows I love dogs and he thinks yeah. I might that might soften me, um, which Harvey is extremely cute. But nevertheless, um, Louis, listen. I know you want to be on the show every day. Next time, come with us with some better material. <laughs> I, if you ever put in another hot take, honestly, you're treading the, you're treading on thin ice. You really are. Uh, I was there in the crowd for that match, and I can tell you there was barely a dry eye in the house. Like legitimately, the uh, storytelling. My house, I was crying. Yeah, exactly. Right, like no matter where you were, uh, it, it was one of the most. Um, like I, I've been to like a truckload of wrestling events. It's one of the most matches that I've ever felt. 
Um, you know, Dustin finally kind of, they'd want this match at WrestleMania. They'd pitched it so many times and WWE had said that is not big enough to put on yeah. WrestleMania. And then they went and showed WWE. It was more than big enough to have on WrestleMania. They knocked it out of the park. Um, the pro, the post-match promo that Cody and he kind of chokes up, it was just magical stuff. Like if wrestling is meant to make you feel things and it's meant to have story and then you perform the actions that actually purport that story and sell that story, they hit every possible cylinder you could hope for. Louis, that is a trash take. I'm sorry. That is maybe... In the bin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. As as a mod mother, lady, la lady Lou says, at least your dog is over, Louis. No, 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 no. Not all is lost. Not all is lost, my friend. Uh, let's talk NXT, Steph. Um, it's you know it's still trying to kind of find its legs, I think, after the last pay per view. But Pete Dunne, Pat McAfee, Only Lorcan, and Danny Birch played a central theme in this episode, and they are definitely a focus. Um, what do you make of this new, all you know, admittedly makeshift stable because it was meant to have Ridge yeah. Holland, as uh, Danny Birch told me on Monday. But Pete Dunne is a great replacement. So talk to me about how you feel they've made an impact thus far. Firstly, I would rather they were called just the Kings than the Kings of NXT. Me too. The Kings would be better. But that aside, I'm really enjoying this stable. Pete Dunne, I think it might have been the way he had his hair down, but he looked the meanest that he's ever looked in, in a while um, on NXT. And McAfee's just such a great mouthpiece and they all just gel so well together and it's just perfect to go against the undisputed era um mcafee's promo and they brought out the banner it was great i am here for the kings as i'm going to call them yeah i actually am too um just be with a super chat in here from our good friend matthew mccoskey again will there be a full gear post show alex uh yes but on monday so I know that's a, you know, we will we don't do a show every Monday, but after a big pay-per-view, we do do one. Uh, on the actual night, though, um, as mentioned earlier, Steph and I, and probably Louis for that matter, will be on media duties um, doing interviews with the AEW talent. So um, therefore, I can't be in two places at once, I'm afraid, my friend, but I'm sure uh, we will get you up to speed on Monday with our thoughts. Um, yeah, I... I like it very much that um, Pat McAfee is used as a centerpiece as a stable. Now that it's happened, it seems like the most logical thing ever. You, know, yeah. you, you put guys like only Lorcan and Danny Birch, who really have had no story before mm -hmm. this with him, a silent guy like Pete Dunne, who doesn't need to do a lot of talking. Mm -hmm. In actual fact, all the pieces seem to make a lot of sense. So I'm very interested to see where they go moving forward from here. I uh, oh, sorry. Go. I like that McAfee reference that Adam Cole beat him. And I like that he was putting forward this story that the Undisputed Era have been so dominant, which they have. And you can either take that in the kayfabe sense that they've beat everyone, or you could sit and maybe think as a viewer, like we've seen the Undisputed Era in NXT for so long. So he took that kind of idea and made it that other guys were disgruntled and felt held down. And I just thought that was really good. 
Yeah, very, very nice touch. Um, speaking of nice touches, Elizabeth Stallion says, after that hot take, it's time for Lewis to be replaced by his dog tomorrow as punishment. I mean, listen, I would do the show with Harvey. I would. Um, I'm not going to make... I'm not going to make any charisma jokes um, between Harvey and, and Louis. I'm above that, but it's a fine looking dog. All right. So Lou come tomorrow, man, you're going to, you got some stuff to answer to. I'm afraid. All right. Um, moving along in NXT, um, Dakota Kai getting a win over Ember Moon, her first loss since returning. Did you see that coming, Steph? No, I didn't see that coming because like Ember Moon, looks so strong up until now she's come down from the main roster she's fantastic i know they want to push dakota kai raquel gonzalez but i was really shocked i just thought if you want to give dakota kai a win why over ember moon of all people and she looked fantastic in that match as well i just that is some booking i don't i don't understand that booking at all yeah, we do have some more super chats lying around here. Um, as Mod Mother Lou reminds me, I'm just trying to get through NXT and AEW, guys. All right, I'm trying to do this. Comment, what about NXT? Well, yeah, exactly. So if I didn't do the review, everyone would go. <laughs> um, Matthew Ledesma says, "What would change if Tony Khan took over WWE?" I'd need a whole. <laughs> yeah, I'd need a whole show <laughs> to 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 get into that. AEW. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, geez, uh, I I don't even know where to start with that. Like I would say uh, I mean the, the storylines would be more thought out from you know, I, that's one thing I enjoy about AEW is is that they actually have directions that they kind of stick to and narratives that are already in play. And WWE once upon a time was like that, by the way. They used to book WrestleMania and then book backwards. Yeah. That was yeah. like you know, attitude era is, um, it's not the case anymore. You know, a lot of, there's so much stuff that happens just, just on the fly. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think, um, it would be, it would be interesting. Um, cause I do, I would love to see WWE's production and the talent they have with the, the AEW mindset. And yeah, almost. I think that's what I'm looking for. The mindset. I, I actually like, if you combine the two products, it'd be perfect. Like, <laughs> almost uh what do you think steph um yeah i just think if tony Khan took over wwe i think we'd see a lot more of the true talent of the wwe guys and i think that we'd get better storylines we'd get better promos because it'd be more free form and we'd probably get better matches too we'd probably get something closer to what walter and Ilya dragunov did on nxt uk because they just did something that was totally them and you could tell that that was their match, and I think every wrestler would get the opportunity to express themselves a bit better in the ring and outside. The promos is a great point because AEW, of course, allow a lot more um, autonomy and creativity in their process than WWE does. So that is a very, very, very valid point. Uh, Matty the Hot Scott is back saying, I love Louis, but I, I don't know if this is my best Mauro. What the bleep? Um, Harvey is cute, though. Yeah, he is. Hi, cute. Yes, he is. See, we can all see why the dog was in there now. Because every every uh, single Louis dig is like prefaced with, yeah, but his dog is cute. Uh, he yeah. knew he knew what he was doing, guys. He knew. Um, we do have another super chat here from Arif. And he says, what does WWE need to do to save Survivor Series? I mean, <laughs> this is, yeah, I'm going to let Steph lead on this. What they need is sticks. 
because how are we really meant to care about a Raw versus SmackDown show? I honestly think if you went up to a team of McDonald's workers and said that you are going to fight Burger King workers to prove what is the best burger fast food restaurant, they'd be like, but don't we get like, can we get a pay rise if we win? Or can we get like some extra benefits? Something? Yeah. Why am I going out there? Like, I don't care which place is better. Like, because where, where is the brand loyalty on Raw and SmackDown if you get moved to the draft anyway? Like, no, no one actually has real brand lo- loyalty. They need to say something like the winning, the person that scores the winning pinfall gets a title shot. Something like that, because really, without a general manager like Shane versus Stephanie type situation, who cares what brand is supreme? Like, who cares? And anyway, NXT won last time, and that did absolutely nothing for them. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the conversation now. So I think Survivor Series, it needs stakes. If you're not going to use it as proper faction versus faction, and you're putting together all these teams, it needs stakes. Yeah, my answer to to that was just going to be to to you know revamp the concept because at the moment, um, and I went into detail about this the other day, but the best Survivor Series are things that had stuff on the line, like the Invasion one in two thousand and one, like the Austin versus Bischoff in two thousand and three. We said Team Cena, Team Authority. Um, You know, there's there's a lot of you can you can you can marry the stories into them, but right now it's kind of lazy. Where every year they just go, "Yep, it's your brand supremacy," and I, I don't, I don't particularly buy that myself. Steph, we've had a request. <laughs> Rocket Strapper says we need Alex and Steph to do a musical number. I'll tell you, I, I can harmonise with the best of them. I'll let Steph lead. <laughs> what musical number should we do, Alex? Well, I mean, something wrestling themed. Like I, I wouldn't want to follow MJF. Uh, like I wouldn't want to try and bring those pipes to the dance. Jesus. I think if we practice it, we could do a good uh, with my baby tonight one day. Maybe That's very true. Maybe a Christmas treat for all the viewers. We'll, yeah, that, like if, that's what we're going to do. If that's we have X amount of live viewers mm-hmm. Steph, uh, around a Christmas time, Steph and I will do. We're like yeah. our best road dog and Jeff Jarrett. We will do with my baby tonight. Oh dear me! I, I wish I wish I hadn't read that one out now. Um, <laughs> let's get back to NXT. Uh, give them the love that they deserve. Um, Tony Storm got a win over over Shotzi Blackheart, and then after the match, Candice LeRae <laughs> run over Blackheart's tank. Um, again, thought that she had like ran over her puppy or something. <laughs> like the way she shot- sold the hell out of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, it's one of them, isn't it? Like, again, two kind of stars that are on the rise. Um, yeah. But it would have been weird if Storm had eaten a loss here, wouldn't it? Yeah, but I thought it was weird that Shotzi did too. Like, yeah. Last episode, you know, she was the host. Um, at the <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> at the beginning of um, NXT, they showed, like, a great promo package with Halloween, Halloween Havoc that... Um, that was amazing that showed, you know, Shotzi as host and everything. So, like, they're really kind of bigging her up. But I, I think one of their problems might be that they had Tony and Amber, like, return at the same time. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's what I mean. Like, they've kind of, if you're trying to build so many people at one point, and remember, Rhea's already in the title picture, right? So, it's yeah. like, how many spots can you find? And they probably think 
that Shotzi, you know, because she's kind of beloved at this point, could could take the loss. But I wouldn't have booked it that way either. Yeah. And it's kind of destroying her tank. I don't know. I guess she can go after Candace next. And I think that would be pretty good. It'd be yeah. Good to kind of plug her into that whole Gargano weirdness that is going on that she just fit right in. Not the Gargano way, the Gargano weirdness. weirdness. Um, <laughs> uh, what I will say about NXT that I love, um, and you can say over AEW, over anything, they always find stories for the women, even outside the title picture, which I like very much. Like, because you have to lead with your strong foot. And in my opinion, the women's division in NXT is their strong foot. And also, like, I was thinking last night, actually, wow, it's amazing how many women are on this show, a two hour show. And I think that I was thinking that actually going with the women, if it, if it is a Wednesday night war and it is, like, that is the best tactic for them to go with because the only complaints you hear about AEW are regarding the women. So yeah. NXT, and frankly, most of the men, Pat McAfee aside, on NXT are pretty stale. So I think like, making that a more woman-focused show is really their like best bet at taking away some of the AEW audience. Yeah, and um, the, the one person I don't think is stale, although I generally agree with your statement, uh, Kushida. I like what they're doing with Kushida at the moment. He's on the move upwards, and he scored a victory over Cameron Grimes last night. Another guy I quite like, actually, but he's kind of... I don't want to say he's being booked to be like mid-card fodder almost, but he kind of is just bouncing around from loss to loss, feud to feud. Yeah, the only thing I thought is like Cameron Graham should have been put away a bit quicker than than Kushida because he's Kushida. But it's nice to see that them that it looks like they're using Kushida properly for sure. Yeah, when when the, he was first signed, we all thought, "Wow, yeah. what a get for NXT!" And then time went by, and we were like, "Where is Kushida?" So finally, um, yeah, he's it, someone they needed to utilize, and I'm glad that they are. Um, and then of course. You know, we we got the tease that Ripley and Shirai is is the direction we're going with um, the challenge being accepted, and then um, Tommaso Ciampa in the main event, Velveteen Dream again. People still don't really want to see Velveteen Dream, um, so it was wise that Ciampa would be the man to come away with the victory. Steph, I feel like we talk about this every week. Velveteen Dream got completely destroyed, and. Why is he on TV when they're it's as if they're taking out everything on his TV character? I just don't understand. Mm. So bad. Like no one wants to see him on TV. All they're doing is just beating him and making him come up come off as bad as possible. As I I, I don't know what is actually happening. It's yeah. almost as if they're punishing him, Steph. Almost. But the thing is, like don't punish the guy like that. Take him off TV. The guy looks like he needs to like go and rest up for about three to four to five to six months slash years anyway. Yeah. So if you're if you're punishing him, don't don't punish him. Take him off TV and get him whatever help he needs and stop this weird every week him coming off worse and worse and worse. It's just it's really weird to the point where I even saw like the WWE account treating like dream over, you know. Afterwards, and yeah. what are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> you're paying. You're paying him for this. Like <laughs> he would be so easy to just get rid of if that is what you want. Like it's you know. Yeah. Um. Well. So what we're saying about NXT show as a whole, then I feel like um, I don't, I don't think it was as strong as Dynamite's, but then one was a go home show and one isn't. So there was more 
stuff moving along. But I do feel NXT is moving that stable along nicely. Um, I like Rhea and Shirai. Uh, Kushida is moving along nicely as well. So I do feel like some stuff was accomplished. Yeah, I think there was a lot to love about this week's NXT. Um, it was a very enjoyable show. It was a very girls on top show. Um, and it was great dynamite. And I'm sure I'll get in trouble for saying that being biased to say Dynamite was a better show. But this week, for sure, Dynamite was the better overall show. And it was an extremely good go home show for a pay per view. Yeah, I, I try and be as balanced as possible. And I did say that I thought Halloween Havoc NXT had the better week last week. Um, but this week, I do think uh, Dynamite was the stronger show, as you would hope with a go home week, to be honest. Uh, we do have another hot take in the chamber from my good friend, Rianne. So let's get that. Hi, guys. Hope you're having a great show. And I'm sure you are, because I'm going to be sitting there watching my hot take this week regards AEW full gear. And everybody is talking about the Young Bucks versus FTR five years in the making. And I can't wait. They're talking about Hangman versus Omega. It's going to be amazing. But my match of the night and is going to be John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston in an I Quit match for the for the sole reason that neither of these guys have any quitting in their DNA. I've never the build is has been amazing. The promo has been amazing. These guys, the stuff that they have done in CZ, CZW and the stuff that everybody sees them do on the has seen them do on the Indies. None of them are going to quit. So what lengths are they going to go to to? They're going to have to basically kill each other to win the match. And that's going to make for a great spectacle. And that's what's going to take it over the other two big talking matches for me. Hope you guys enjoy and uh, have a good show. Rianne, thank you very much, my friend. That's a very, very good hot take. Um, that's how I'm you not... do it, Louis. That's how you do it, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Doesn't need a dog to sell what he's trying to flog. Um I mean, we touched on this earlier, right? So I know we won't go into like too much detail, um, but I do think that it's the perfect stipulation for those two guys, Steph. Yeah, Eddie Kingston, everyone that knows and loves Eddie Kingston, myself included, know that he is not the greatest wrestler of all time. Now, if you want to talk about him being the greatest promo of all time, he could, you know, be in that conversation at some point. But as far as actually in ring, in a standard wrestling match, no. But what a stipulation to give him this match. I don't know what they're going to do to make one of them quit, but this match is perfect. It's like when he came in and he challenged Cody and he made it a no DQ match. Like they are setting up this match perfectly for Kingston. And these two are absolutely crazy. So anything could happen. Yeah. And uh, as Rianne says here, I sent this to Alex on Tuesday. If you could see the smug look on my face after they went nuclear on the mic. <laughs> yeah, as if as if your point hadn't already been well made, they made it for you on uh, on last night's episode. So Uptown Ovendale says, no cocaine rhyme today. Man, Louis deserved it. He deserved the uh, the cocaine video, I'm afraid. I don't know. I, just saying the word cocaine, I feel guilty. But I'm saying it and it's done. Um, little bits of news. To finish on here, Steph, we're hearing Matt Jackson might have a bit of a legit injury. I wonder if that will play into Saturday. Yeah, I wonder that too. Um, his injury is a good way to have the Young Bucks lose both his KV injury and real injury. But then there's, they've got this stipulation. This match is the most confusing match of all in terms of booking because I can't see, I cannot see FTR losing, but the stipulation. Yeah, that's the thing that's like the the safety net almost. Um, but like I said, I mean, it seems like Matt's going to have need to take time off. It 
Uh, I think it says MCL and his ACL is kind of like wearing thin, I believe is the report. So I can tell you that's not an injury that will uh, last you long at all. Um, another thing from AEW from his time in WWE, Miro said on Jericho's pod that he was tentatively promised to face Lashley in one of the main events of WrestleMania. Whoa. That's what he says. And I believe that he was told that. I'm not saying that, you know, he's a liar. Um, what what ended up, obviously, Miro was released, like, what, two weeks after Mania, I think. Lashley had a sh quick match with someone. Was it uh, not Elias? Was it Elias? Might have been. I can't even remember. That's how that's how memorable that was, this WrestleMania just gone. Um, I think we can all thank MVP for making Lashley infinitely more interesting than the Lana garbage that plagued yeah. us. Yeah, I think um, Nero probably was promised that match. I think Lashley's probably been promised a Lesnar match. I think they've all been promised things that just haven't happened. Correct, Matthew. Uh, Alistair Black is indeed who Lashley thought. I've just it just came to my mind there. Um, so well done for correcting my fine self there. And we've got a video, Steph, that has taken Twitter by storm today. Uh, I indeed tweeted it. I, I just love it, so I'm going to play it for everyone right now. Ah, oh, look at that. Look at the work this guy's putting in. A real, a real work rate wrestler, Steph. There's a, a little kid here for all podcast listeners who uh, he had a blow-up ring and he was just doing five-star moves after five-star moves. Uh, much much to the enjoyment. The charisma he had. It's like a young Eddie Guerrero, damn it. I know, and I'm very jealous of his little inflatable ring. I'm one of those. It's I know. I know. But you know, start them young, start them young wrestling in the backyard. One day they'll grow up to be the young bucks. <laughs> well, Steph was telling me this before I came on air that I should just get that and get my daughters in there and let them figure it out. You know, yeah. just let them start the grind early. Yeah, yeah. By the time they're about 13, they'll be jumping off the roof like Mick Foley. It'd be great. Because <laughs> yeah, that is what I want. Um, <laughs> before we wind down here, Steph, you got any thoughts um, heading into. Uh, full gear at the weekend. What's the match you're most excited about? Oh, it's a super hard question. I right. think I'm most excited about Moxley Kingston. I'll go crazy watching. I think I might cry during Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. I think I'm going to be very intrigued by Young Bucks and Revival to see how they do it. And I'm going to smile the whole way through Jericho and MJF. <laughs> Is Kingston going to win? Yes or no? No, but if he does, <laughs> okay, if Kingston wins, can you play my earlier comments where I said he was going to win, that that was yes. my team, and we'll cut this bit where I say he's not going to win. I will edit together a magnificent package that makes you look like, uh, yeah, the, the greatest yeah. fortune teller of wrestling history. Uh, Please put it to Cinderella. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll minus the show tune uh, until we get to Christmas. Um, so what I will say is thank you very much, guys, and a special thank you to my special co-host, Steph Chase. Thank you once again for joining us, Steph. Thank you, Alex. It was great. And uh, thank you to everyone in the comments. You've been fantastic today. Those super chats were great. Thank you very much. You know I'll be back tomorrow with The Ultimate Heel and wrestling. <sighs> I was about to call him an idiot, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> idiot too <laughs> i know no louis uh, i feel like i have to back louis like louis is my guy but that take has really soured I'm me gonna Lou. i'm gonna start calling him Bowie. 
Boo! <laughs> That's so simple, but so effective. Uh, oh, before we go, Rianne says, John Silver steals the show. Maybe, Rianne. Maybe. Um, you know, he's got to come up with a big W against Orange Cassidy. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of them. It's going to be the sleeper that no one expects... Yeah. because the rest of the card is absolutely stacked. So who knows? Anyway, guys, you've been amazing. Thank you very much. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with Louis. Steph will be back next Thursday. And as I mentioned, please do like, share, and subscribe to Wrestle2. We're about one or two subscribers away from 30K. So come on. Um, and of course, you can catch up with us on podcast or right here on YouTube. So once again, thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.